surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, Taylor, and today is going to be a little bit of a uh, little catch-up episode where um, we're going to answer some emails today here with the lovely co-host, Kit Bender. My favorite part of the beginning of every episode is whatever descriptor you're going to choose today. <laughs> and today I got lovely, and that's good. I'll take lovely. lovely. It's good to be here. I feel like it's been a minute, but it's good to be back. And I feel like every time I say your name, too, I do it like I'm <laughs> this like like radio host, like a radio DJ. Well, Kid Bender has a certain roll off the tongue to it. It does. It does. It's good. Yeah. That's what I feel every time I'm like, Kid Bender. <laughs> But we're gonna we're gonna go over some emails from you guys. Um, you guys have you know over the almost year of doing this have sent so many emails um, with questions and topic suggestions, which have helped to you know figure out what we should talk about and what's going to be helpful for you guys. Um, all of those have been sent to ask dot let's talk about it at gmail dot com. So feel free to keep on sending us stuff. Um, and a little fun update with the pod. Um, I posted this on my Instagram at Tamoka, um, but have not talked about it on the pod yet. And mm-hmm. it's like very exciting. Um, Congratulations so, on an order. <laughs> is that is that what it is? I guess so. Um, so Seattle Refined uh, does a Northwest Awards, and uh, someone nominated the podcast for best local podcast, and a bunch of people voted and. Let's talk about it. One best local podcast in the Seattle area. That is so awesome! Congratulations! So super exciting. Um, and yeah, a lot of hard work has gone into all of this, and uh, it's really crazy to think like how many people listen and how many people like actually take things away. And it made me like reflect back to like the very beginning, and even um, like before even deciding to do it, mm-hmm. like of being so terrified to like start that journey. You know, of like. Oh my god! Am I really gonna do a podcast? Like, <laughs> I like looking back at that too. We like created it basically in your parents' basement. Yeah, and like recorded that theme and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a little jingle basement. that we oh never shared god. with you guys. <laughs> okay, you guys need to know that the first version of the jingle at the beginning actually had us both singing yeah. on it. Yep. <laughs> And you made me like go to the other room so you could record it. And I think it sounded great. And maybe someday we should redo it with mm-hmm. our singing. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make the final cut. We stuck with just the acoustic. But that yeah. was one of the ideas was us both singing at the beginning. So let us it. know if you do actually want to hear a little Let's Talk About a Jingle. Oh, yeah. We could, we could do a, a special presentation of that somewhere. Oh, my god! I'm sure it's on my computer somewhere. Definitely is. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Talk- yep. It was it was quite cheesy, but it you was know, cheesy. starting off like a new adventure, it was kind of cool to do a fun little jingle like that just to like get excited about it cuz I mean, for me it was like super terrifying. I remember being like if just one person, you know, listens, like I don't really think 
anyone's going to listen or like care. But if just one person listens and like finds something helpful, then like I've done my job and like that's why I'd want to do this, you know? And that's where like going and reading all the reviews on iTunes like blows my mind and yeah. is just like reaffirming that like, yeah, I should keep doing this. Yeah. Like, this, this is helpful. Is episode 52? 50, 51. Getting close. Two, 52. That's a year. Episode 52. Yeah, I think a year is like 55, maybe. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> Are there? Technically. I'm really bad at math. So is this a year episode? <laughs> so this would be the one, this would be the one year No way. Episode, or at least, yeah, really close to it. Holy. End of November. Freaking moly. Because we had just a couple that we'd put out right before Christmas last year. Oh my God. Wait, so is this really a one year episode and I didn't even realize it? I think it is. Happy one, <laughs> uh, maybe not one year to the date, but at least one year's worth of episodes. This is the, this, wow. this caps one year. Wow. That's well, awesome. then it makes sense that we're going <laughs> to interact with you guys. Double and... congratulations then. <laughs> Getting a year through and in, in just one year, already winning best local podcast. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's really crazy. Um, feels good to give back to the Seattle community um, and to give back to, you know, all of you guys all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's very fitting that we're going to answer some of your questions today. And um, just, I, I mean, again, going back to thinking about the beginning of this, like mm-hmm. being so organized and being so like, like, you know, minute by minute of like what we were going to talk about. Oh, and yeah. All that to now literally like the day before, which is late, uh, recording the episode with just like, what should we talk about? Right. <laughs> okay, let's just see where it goes and see what kind of conversation we have. And that was kind of like my whole idea with wanting to start the pod in the first place was like, let's talk about it. Like I have these great conversations with these different people in my life and mm-hmm. would love to just share those with other people in a very like authentic way. And, mm-hmm. you know. While I think some of the organizing obviously is needed and can be super helpful, but also just being like, okay, let's see how deep we can go in this conversation right. <laughs> has been like kind of the fun in it. Maybe not fun for you, but well, leaning into the uncertainty, leaning into the discomfort. <laughs> it definitely has become more of an interview-based podcast where you're, yeah. where you're, you're taking, because with all your traveling, all these awesome people that you're yeah. meeting, being able to just pick their brain and, mm-hmm. and get into... A conversation with them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a little different than we originally started. We mm-hmm. started more topic based, yeah. and we kind of outline the topic. But um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's fun to to see how it's evolved over mm-hmm. a year, and I'm curious to see what it'll it'll keep doing. But yeah, it's awesome. We shall see. Um, and so, I guess second kind of little update. Um, it was just Thanksgiving. We just had the holiday, um, and we actually spent that together. We did. Woo-woo, for Chosen Family. It was, I mean, up until the very end, it was great. And then I, like, injured a child accidentally, <laughs> and it was it was not, I mean, I felt really, really bad. You did, you I did. I did, I injured a child. I was I was playing, and I, apparently I, I played too rough, <clears throat> and things mm-hmm. got out of out of. Yeah, no, she, no permanent damage done. It was no. it was more dramatic than anything, mm-hmm. but enough that that I, it was the end of a sugar high. Yeah. So it was a bit dramatic. Um, but yeah, we had Thanksgiving with <laughs> oh, Rob, who was on the biracial episode, yeah. and we'll probably come on another episode again soon. Um, 
So yeah, I had Thanksgiving with him and all kinds of like chosen family. Um, but I know holidays sometimes are like a very stressful time for people and, you know, seeing family can be really stressful. Um, even just like taking that break from work. And I know for me, it was like a very important time to remind myself, like to give yourself time to rest Mm. and like not having that judgment of myself of like, well, I'm not doing work. Like it's the day after Thanksgiving, like I should get back to doing work, you know? And like, shaming myself in a way and of being like, Taylor, like chill out, girl. Like it's okay. Like give yourself this day. Right. I don't know. It's like a weird like work life balance, you know? And we're always trying to to find. But holidays are an interesting time for us to to do it because it almost demands mm-hmm. that we give ourselves a little more. Yeah. But then also there's more things to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just extracurricular activities often add up on top of our normal things. So it's Yeah. It's a lot, but Like feeling pressured like mm-hmm. to do things, all the all the shoulds. I think like holidays is a particular time where like the boxes really come out. All kinds of boxes, not even just gift boxes. If you've listened to the pod uh, over the last year, you know that <laughs> Kit and I frequently go back to talking we talk about, a lot boxes. about boxes. Yeah, <laughs> but right, what wouldn't you say like holidays? Like that's a like really particular time where like I think we're shitting ourselves we're maybe sh- in one more than one way. <laughs> we're sh- <laughs> we're shitting ourselves, meaning we're we're. How, how are you thinking of that in the boxes? Like we're creating <clears throat> expectations for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, I can even think like my mom, you know, like mm-hmm. I know when holidays time comes around, like especially uh, when I was little, you know, of like wanting to make sure that I got all the gifts that I wanted and wanted to make sure that like our Thanksgiving was like the cutest, like the most beautiful Thanksgiving dinner that mm-hmm. we could share and like on social media and just all this stuff, you know, and wanting to make sure everything's perfect for all the guests when they, when they come over, that right. the house has to be really clean. And like, you, you know, you kind of put on this like... Yeah, it's a little bit of a show. Like yeah. A, welcoming people into your home and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're presenting, you always want to put that best foot forward. And if you're... You know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people, especially moms, it seems that's a that's a big it's a big deal mm-hmm. how they're presenting their house and yeah, um, their little little uh, kingdom. Yeah, and their family. And their family, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it, it's it's a like my family was a little bit different in the sense that it was just the three of us for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we would just kind of stay in our PJs some holidays, and that was like super super nice. Um, but I, I remember even thinking, you know, for this Thanksgiving, being over at Robin Leonor's, um, just how like relaxed they were and how like calm and like mm. level headed they were about having people over and like just being like, yeah, like this is their life and this is their house and, you know, just being so like open and welcoming for everyone. And I remember like watching Leonor a little bit, like with um, Naya and they have a baby boy as well. Um, and just being like, wow, like, She's just, she's just really like cool. Yeah, now that about I think back about it, I think back at, on it, it was a, uh, it was a really like low key, but in a in a good way, in mm-hmm. a way that like everyone had food, everyone was taken care of. There was people all kind of mm-hmm. scattered about, but no one was kind of stressed about anything and trying to put anything in any timeline or uh, presented in a particular mm-hmm. way. It, yeah, yeah, that was that was good. It was nice. Yeah, I, I think thanks to you and to Rob for. Choosing yeah. me as some strange, awkward <laughs> side member of your family. Yeah, and you almost were going to come. 
And then you're like, oh, I'll come for the vegan mac and cheese. And That's I was true. Like, yeah, you better. You knew, you knew the key to my heart. You were like, oh, just come. There'll be vegan mac and cheese. And I was a little grumpy because sometimes mm-hmm. I get grumpy around holidays. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm a little bit of a Grinch. With Which is a whole mac. other episode. <laughs> we, yes, we could, we could talk about my, my Grinchy natures mm-hmm. in more depth some mm-hmm. other time. But I think, I mean, even... <laughs> I'm So after Thanksgiving um, dinner, I had mm-hmm. a date... And um, he had not had Thanksgiving with his family for about three years just because, like, traveling and different stuff. And um, he was down in, like, the uh, international district, like, getting Chinese takeout for Thanksgiving and had, like, this whole, like, romanticized version of, like, you know, the city during the holidays when, like, everyone's out of the city and just how things were, like, so much slower. And then I was just like, yeah, like, no, there are actually, like... A, d- a decent population of people who are spending the holidays alone um, and who had spent Thanksgiving alone. And then even with thinking about you and being like, well, how would that make me feel that Kit's going to possibly spend Thanksgiving alone? Hmm. And thinking, how would I feel if I was spending my Thanksgiving alone? How and- would you feel? What, what, what did you kind of come to <clears throat> as you were putting yourself through that little thought experiment? I know for me, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Like I, yeah. I kind of walked into it like, oh, maybe I'll go somewhere. Maybe I won't. And if my expectations aren't kind mm-hmm. of preset and I yeah. don't have a lot of like, oh, my family usually does this or this mm-hmm. or this, which I don't ha- really have any of that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, a day, then it's going to be really quiet. And then I was like, I don't have a lot of food. And I walked around <laughs> a little bit and everywhere is closed. So I would have had to just like find a random Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think kind of to your point, it it really I think depends on like what your you know schema and your head is of what what Thanksgiving looks like, yeah. like of what the holidays look like. Um, and if you have that kind of history of like spending it with family and with loved ones, that then it could be really hurtful, extra, yeah. you know, that you're not. Um, and for me, on one hand, it would have been nice to not like have to do anything for one day. Yeah. But that's kind of what I made my days surrounding the holiday and then the weekend too, of like intentionally shutting myself off to yeah. get that disconnect a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think especially as as we come up on Christmas a little bit, maybe dig a little bit more into holidays and just kind of family dynamics and the stress that can come with all of that because um, there's a lot there. We did. And that reminds me of a couple conversations that we had a year ago mm-hmm. about like prepping for the holidays and just trying to like get ourselves in a place. I know I was going home mm-hmm. um, for, for the holidays and there's, you know, that always adds layers mm-hmm. because families are often really great triggers. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> great well, great triggers, meaning it, it happens it tends to happen frequently or it can. Mm-hmm. There's a lot lots of opportunities for it. Yeah. And but. I think overall holidays is definitely a good a good discussion around triggers and holidays for sure. I mean, I could literally talk about like feelings and mental health stuff like all day long. But I mean, one thing I really cannot talk about at all is like finances and money. And I honestly have like very little clue what I'm doing in that area. Uh, There's so many different like financial blogs and websites out there, but I have no idea who to trust or like what I'm doing. Uh, But I recently found On Your Own, which is a personal finance blog that actually provides free and unbiased information that anyone can understand, even me, who's really, really bad at this stuff. (laughs) Um, But they actually 
actually provide really helpful guides and feel like my biggest supporter. Like I feel like they really like got my back. Uh, the articles on there are written by personal finance experts from the National Endowment for Financial Education. So the NEFE, the leading nonprofit National Foundation, um, is actually dedicated to inspiring, empowered financial decision-making for individuals and families. Uh, It covers a wide range of topics, including like how to choose a credit card, how to start investing, and what to do if your identity is stolen, which is terrifying. And and hopefully we never have to deal with that. Um, But the blog only links to like reputable resources that you can trust. So all your finance uh, personal questions can be answered on the blog or by one of their resources. Um, And if you guys struggle with this like I do, uh, you can check out on your own dot org slash Taylor to learn more. It's a great free resource that will empower you to help make better financial decisions. That's on your own.org slash Taylor. And thank you guys so much for sponsoring the pod um, and for helping me with my financial decisions. Um, again, we're going to leave talking about finances to on your own, uh, but we will keep talking about our feelings and mental health. Um, and before we kind of get into some of our letters here, some of our um, emails from you guys, uh, I do want to share a little bit um, about something that happened right before Thanksgiving for me, and it actually is kind of related to our first letter, um, but I sprained my ankle. You got injured. Yeah, and I've never been injured before, and... So wait, explain never been injured before. Like your body's, you've never broken a bone. I've never broken a bone. I've never, never sprained, sprained anything. Bone. I've never like had to be like rushed to the hospital for anything. Like you nothing. never had stitches? I've never had stitches. I've never had like a really bad cut. The only thing like significant mm-hmm. body wise that I've had happen was my scoliosis surgery. Um, yeah. And I did do an episode on that a while back. Uh, you're broken, you're bent, not broken something. But that was how long ago? I was like 12. 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's the only thing that's ever happened. Like I'm very cautious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very cautious. You say that with this smile on your face. Like you're just really proud of the fact that you are so cautious. You would, uh, someone could but sell also, you some really great life insurance because you could just get a great program. But I also like do some risky things. Like, I mean, I rollerblade with no knee pads, no shoulder pads, no helmet. That's not very smart. True. Um, I will, I mean, I remember being in Baltimore. I'd walk around, you know, like when we go out to the bars and stuff and it's like cobblestone. It's like old cobblestone. And yeah. I'd like be in heels that wasn't very smart. So you can walk around. I can run in heels very well. You even. can ru- literally run around in heels on old cobblestone streets, but just, you know, stairs can be an issue. Is that what we're discovering? Just a regular old, regular so, old set of stairs? This was with Vanessa. <laughs> I don't think we really talked about it on um, our episode, my episode with her, but um, yeah, we were like walking down steps. They were like half steps. Mm. And I was wearing these like chunky boots chunky heel boots and just, I didn't fall over, but I just kind of like stumbled and my ankle like twisted really bad. Um, and yeah, then like the next day I like couldn't walk and that was like very intense. Um, and so just, I'm still, I'm, I'm better now than I was for sure. Um, I'm walking like a normal person, but I definitely still have like a little bit of pain. 
walking like a normal person might be a stretch. You're walking. I'm walking <laughs> with a bit of a like gangsta limp. Yeah, um, but you're not fully on crutches like you like you were. Yeah, I'm not have fully been on crutches. Off the last few days, so that's good. Yeah, um, and so we got a, a letter um, a while back, and I wanted to do more of an episode on it, but because it kind of related to you know, my, my recent journey, um, I thought it was a good letter to bring up. Um, so this person wrote in and said, I had a topic suggestion for you and that is depression as a result of head injury. I recently suffered a concussion and even though previously I had been a very happy person and I would consider mentally healthy person after this, I could not stop crying. I had a hard time getting out of bed in the mornings Every time I thought about my concussion, I would cry for hours. I didn't want to do anything or see any of my friends. It was a really hard time for me, but after my concussion symptoms started clearing up, I felt better. Hmm. So what are your thoughts on this letter? And I'll share mine. Well, broadly speaking, my thoughts are that when something like that happens, I think it puts in perspective for us how interconnected we are in so many ways how mm-hmm. our what is going on in our physical body affects so much what's going on mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. um, and in all these kind of internal spaces I, just seeing when when one thing happens like or, or I, I think it can also be flipped where um, um, something can happen mentally some kind of trauma and then where we express it in our in our bodies we say oh something's happening in my body now I'm getting a breakout or I'm getting a soreness or I'm getting something like that mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it really does speak to how interconnected all these things are. That's my initial thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I think when something like this comes up where um, our mental health is being impacted or we feel like we're not necessarily our normal selves anymore, that it's really easy to kind of start beating yourself up and be like, you know, is this okay? Like, why is this happening? Like feeling really confused. And again, that's kind of like an important piece of being in therapy is having someone to kind of like reality check you mm-hmm. of being like, is this a little bit more irrational or does it make sense? And it's important to validate your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and this writer's experience makes a whole lot of sense, you know, um, getting injured and having your physical health, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say damaged, but like having your physical health um, compromised mm-hmm. um, yeah. can be really hard to deal with. Um, and I think that this writer's response to it um, makes a whole lot of sense. And I think while it's hard and you could kind of beat yourself up and feel like, oh, like it's, you know, it's a concussion. Like people get these all the time. Like I should just be able to like, you know, power through it and like pull myself together. Like, no, that's really scary. Yeah. The, the, there's even a probably part of the chemistry of the brain that's even just mm-hmm. altered, even for a season. Yes. And your whole body and your hormones and everything is just mm-hmm. going to be uh, connected to that. And it could even be reminding of an old trauma, something that mm-hmm. happened in the past. Yeah. And so you're you're kind of responding to that, but through this current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best the best thing to do is just uh, give it time and just mm-hmm. allow allow a little bit of disconnect. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, it, feel those emotions. Don't don't 
overly repress them, but then like give yourself a lot of grace because like, an injury that seems like it affects one thing and you realize how it affects everything else often just needs like you just got to just got to work through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, you know it's concussions are a very specific kind of head injury, and you know I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, um, and if you have a concussion, absolutely consult with your doctor. If right. you're seeing a therapist, consult with your therapist or your psychiatrist. Um, but you know, certainly that's going to have an impact on your brain, um, and can definitely impact the way that you're processing emotions. So that might be something to consider. Um, I have never personally had a concussion, mm-hmm. but I think um, I think that it can just overall be very overwhelming to have some kind of uh, physical ailment compromised. Um, And again, with it being a concussion, definitely like could impact your brain in some way and how you're processing emotions. Definitely, I think, could trigger something else to be brought up. Um, But I think important to still surround yourself with friends and with support and, you know, share that emotion with them, you know, and share that, like, you're having a really, really hard time with this. Um, Because that's really, really scary. I mean, even just for me being on crushes, I feel like I've gained so much more empathy for people that have had physical injuries. Like, it's not an area of, like, my mental health I've ever really had to explore, aside from my back. Um, And yeah, it it definitely takes a toll. Like, I felt like I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was a burden to everyone else around me, like, especially <laughs> you, Kit. Well, we had, we had a fun market experience yesterday. Just yeah, like... we had to go to the market to pick up my CSA and... Um... What I call it, market yoga, because I had like a <laughs> box in one hand and a bag in the other, and I'm just like trying to balance these all through the people. Yes. And you're yeah. like knocking kids over with your crutches and just... Oh. Kids just don't watch where they're going sometimes. <laughs> and like when I'm on these crutches, I'm like on a roll. Like I don't oh know God. how to slow down. That was the best thing is because you and I normally were fast walkers. You get us. We're just, we're going to, we're going to cruise. You were outpacing me with the crutches. <laughs> and I was like, Dude, girl, slow down. Like, I, I don't know how to use up. them. I couldn't I keep up. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know how to be injured. It's been an interesting time. But I really I liked that you were fairly quickly able to just be like, oh man, I'm I'm experiencing this. And one of the things it's helping me do is I mean you said this while while we were coming home from the market. You said one of the things that it's helped me do is uh relate to other people that have had similar things. And like yeah. you just said, like mm-hmm. the amount of empathy that you can have. Yes. Um, and the amount of, uh, like, like you even uh, assessed some of the things you said years ago mm-hmm. yeah, to someone that I was in a similar situation. Yeah, I, like, dated someone a little bit, like, on and off for, like, three-ish years. And um, he was in crutches and, like, tore his Achilles and, like, mm. had to get surgery, all this stuff. And I remember I was, like, looking back and I was like, damn, that must have been terrible. <laughs> like, I was present for part of it, not all of it, but yeah. I was like, damn, like, I was probably like such a little bitch about that too, like wanting him to like go on hikes with me <laughs> and like just not even go understanding. On just man up, come on. <laughs> I mean, like they're my kind of hikes, so it was like a trail walk. But 
of like not being totally understanding. And again, that takes me back to like our consent episode where it was like looking back, you know, there have definitely been times where I haven't fully accepted someone's response as being their response Mm -hmm. and wanting to like influence it and be like, well, no, like I know you say you don't want to go on a trail walk, but like we'll be safe. Like it'll be fine. Like I really want to go like, and I really want to share this experience with you. Like we should really do it. Like I promise you'll be okay. (laughs) When it's like, (laughs) I know. Giving you like a, a doctor's assessment and be like, I checked it out. You're going to be fine. <laughs> but instead of being like, let's take a step back here. And like, mm-hmm. that was his answer. He wants to be safe and protect his ankle, you know, so you can work and do all this stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, and so, yeah, I was like looking back on like moments like that where I was like, damn, I'd be pissed if someone was doing that to me right now. And like, I'm already trying to, you know, balance just like my identity as someone with a sprained ankle and like having to be on crutches. He was on these for months. And I was yeah. just like... The amount of empathy that was generated in me over the last week and a half has been substantial, to say the least. And that may even be just a good perspective to bring into a lot of these similar kind of situations, including this one we have a letter about, that like somewhere in the back of our brain we can keep in mind that big picture, Mm -hmm. what this is going to do is give us a, a lot of space to then interact with other people mm-hmm. from and and often giving them that empathy and being like I I I don't know exactly what you've been through but I've been through something close enough to know that the best thing I can do is give you grace mm-hmm. and give you non-judgment yes because I've been just close enough to know that if I, I wasn't getting grace and I was getting judged that mm-hmm. it would have made this thing much 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 worse yes much worse yeah but that's a good a good I think a good way to come out of it like it's going to mm-hmm. give you it's going to give you a perspective that you didn't have and it give you a way of relating uh, and interacting with other people yeah I mean every like before every life experience you know like even the struggle even like the hard times like it's like oh you're, you're so you're still going to get something out of this in the end and if nothing else at least it's empathy for someone else who's maybe been through something like that that you didn't understand before yeah So I want to take a quick break before we go into this next letter um, to share with you guys one of my favorite sponsors of the pod. Um, I'm big on dental hygiene and especially the Sonic toothbrushes. Um, And Burst Oral Care is actually the first toothbrush head specifically designed for sonic vibrations and has the most powerful motor on the market and like that to me is so important like I would never use just a regular toothbrush Um, and they actually have uh, a new limited rose gold edition brush that comes with a beautiful matching travel case that I love and it gives you an automatic membership uh, to the burst subscription replacement program that actually sends you a new brush head every three months so you don't forget uh, for just seven dollars each um, and it's priced at $99.99. Uh, you guys can just go to burstoilcare.com to get your limited rose gold burst sonic toothbrush and use my code Taylor at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's burstoralcare.com with code Taylor for 10% off. Don't miss out on this special offer, guys. Go to burstoralcare.com today and don't forget to enter my code Taylor for 10% off the new rose gold toothbrush. So fancy. <laughs> but I want to go to our next letter. Okay. Um, and our next letter is a little bit more about uh, relationships. So we're going to get into a little bit of jealousy. Um, 
So this letter reads, she says, I've been in a number of relationships where I was accused of being insecure due to concern about my boyfriend and one of his girlfriends. It always seemed like there was something more between them and that I was second best, but I've never had any proof of any infidelity. Have you had to deal with this at all? And if so, is it justified or am I really just being too, quote, insecure? Hmm. What are your what are your broad thoughts on just like jealousy as an as an emotion or as a kind of mental state? Hmm. I have a few. Um, <laughs> I think you know. Actually, I would really love for us to do an episode discussing open relationships mm-hmm. uh, as a side note. But I think jealousy is a emotion that can can be used in like some beneficial ways, but also can be like quite damaging to relationships. Um, let's look up like the actual dictionary definition of jealousy real quick. Um, but I will also say in this, she says, it always seemed like there was something more between them, uh, but she never had any proof. First, I kind of want to say, trust your gut. Like, don't forget to listen to your gut. There are so many things like, looking back in relationships where I'm like, my gut knew, like I knew right then and there. And I didn't feel like I had the courage or I didn't, you know, feel, I didn't feel like I had the evidence, you know, to say anything, um, to make it valid. But there's something like really, really special there about listening to, uh, your gut when you have a strong feeling about something. Do we have this jealousy definition kit? Um, so there's a, there's a a couple, I mean, jealousy is, uh, the, the, the definition of jealous is feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Mm. And um, envy is a whole other. Envy is like a, a, a double jealous. Envy is like wanting to actually be in that person's shoes, right? Yes. Okay, this this cut off the end of the, the next... Um, the next definition, which, which is feeling or showing suspicion... Mm. Of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship. Oh, that's very specific. Okay. Very specific. And then actually the next one, this is actually really, really good. <laughs> Fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights oh. or possessions. Ooh. Hmm. And when applied to relationships, I think there, there can sometimes be this, even in the terminology that we use, mm-hmm. this sense of ownership Yes. That we feel or perceive towards mm-hmm. our significant other. Oh, I and can't wait to talk about use, open relationships. Oh, man, that's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, because uh, we'll even use words like, you know, she's mine. Mm-hmm. And even my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Yeah. And we, we just we have this sense of their... Of, possession. Yeah, of possession. And, and when that feels threatened, because mm-hmm. it feels like it's ours... Mm-hmm. then I think that's where that arises. But um, So what does that specific or the more specific definitions of uh, jealousy, how is that? I, th- I think it's interesting that the one goes like directly to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it is like this suspicion that comes about and that's kind of what this writer's, you know, writing about is feeling this suspicion towards this towards one of her boyfriend's uh, girlfriends and 
without having the proof of it of not really knowing what to do, uh, if it's justified or if she's just being too insecure. And I think that even that notion of being like, am I being too insecure um, is, is kind of a little can be like a, a negative thing, can be like a belittling thing. Like, am I just being too insecure, you know? And like, I think that's okay to feel insecure sometimes, but to ask yourself why, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because my my question to this writer would be like, are there other areas of your relationship where you feel insecure? And is this relationship with one of his girlfriends a projection of that? And is it a trend that you see uh, across multiple relationships? Mm-hmm. Because if it's multiple people and you find yourself having the same kind of emotional reaction to yeah. their interactions, then it's it's quite possible that y- that you're a huge factor in that, mm-hmm. that. That some insecurity is is a thing. Yeah. As opposed to if it was just this an isolated specific. event and you're like, okay, that person and their interaction makes me feel uncomfortable, which may just mean that that's an opportunity to have a discussion. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Overall, I, I just feel like jealousy as, as an emotional reaction to something uh, is really, really telling of our internal state. And I think yes. a lot of times... It, when it expresses this, when it feels like actual, the, the emotion of jealousy, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it is a projection onto yeah. another person and is a source mm-hmm. of, at least that's what it's been for me. Yeah, well, and I'll say... A source of it, as coming I, from a source of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I'll say when I look uh, at the beginning of this person's letter again, uh, she notes that she's been in a number of relationships where she was accused of being insecure Um so that's where I would kind of say there seems to be a pattern with this um, and that to really kind of take a take a step back and look at, you know, why this is coming up for you. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I think I totally agree. I think that the jealousy can be a projection of something we're insecure about or something that we haven't fully dealt with, some feeling of insecure, whether it's like with attachment to that relationship or... Um, just fulfillment in yourself and feeling like something's going to be taken away from you, feeling like that relationship is going to like be taken away or that they're going to leave you and like what that's bringing up for you. Um, right. Especially if there is a pattern of it, then if there's a pattern of it and there's no proof of it, if you've talked about it and, you know, it seems like nothing is coming up, then 100% I would say take a step back and do some, you know, inner reflection on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even <laughs> as we talk about this, you had brought up a quote the other day that I'm reminded of. Um, I don't fully remember what it is, so you'll have to remind me. But um, this, this knowing this pattern and kind of looking up to see where our emotions come from. We, we talked about it the other day. Yeah, I showed it? you this the other day. Um, it says, it's by someone that I, I saw it on Instagram. They're just... Uh, just says YP. I'm not sure exactly who said this. So if you know who exactly said this, let us know. But they said, many of our emotional reactions don't fully have to do with what is currently going on. They're actually old emotions that have been accumulated from the past. Patterns that arise when familiar situations appear. Some kind of repressed emotion or something happened that that did Mm -hmm. trigger something really specific. And then it's not that the same thing is happening, but it's something that reminds us close enough to that that mm-hmm. it just touches on it. 
Can we re- reread that one more time just so it really yes. sits in? Many of our emotional reactions don't fully have to do with what is currently going on. They are actually old emotions that have been accumulated from the past, patterns that arise when familiar situations appear. So good. Patterns that arise, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Like, especially with this writer, this is a pattern of you're, of you being accused of being insecure out of this jealousy mm-hmm. and concern that you've had for your boyfriend's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's might not actually really have anything to do with your boyfriend's friends, uh, but that this could be accumulated from the past and this is a pattern that's just starting to appear when this similar situation comes up. Like it may not even be a specific insecurity. Mm -hmm. Like we we may be labeling it as or thinking of it as, oh, am I insecure because of this? But it could be just triggering something from way back that, you know, doesn't really have a lot to do with your sense of security, mm-hmm. but it, it has to do with a different event that happened that there's still some emotional residue that hasn't been expressed and hasn't yeah. found an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that even, that quote even, I think can say something to our to our writer that had the injury. Yeah. Because there could be some things that like... It could have just triggered just something triggered, that yeah. hasn't been dealt with yet. Like she said, she thinks about the concussion and that makes her cry. But like the actual concussion may not be the thing that you're actually mm-hmm. that's actually uh, uh, invoking the emotion. Yeah. It's just that crack mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives it yep. an opportunity. That's what to I express. always say. I say like if I'm having a really stressful week and it feels like things just keep building up and I like haven't had the time or haven't made the time. Mm-hmm. I have to clarify that because we do have the time. We just need to make the time uh, to deal with my emotions. That then like the smallest thing will happen. Like I stub my toe and then I'm like bawling my eyes out mm-hmm. after I stub my toe. And it's like that reaction is so not justified for that <laughs> particular situation. <laughs> like it hurt, but it didn't hurt that bad it was right. just all it triggered all these other things to come up um so it's so ridiculous but that's good it's good to recognize it's good yeah. to recognize that like okay no there's emotions that it and, and not devalue the emotion mm-hmm. because like i think the emotion yeah. does need a place to be expressed and yeah. not repressed but also disconnect that emotion directly mm-hmm. from the thing that invoked it like mm-hmm. the stubbing of the toe like okay calm down yeah I have another example of that, actually. That's maybe a little bit more specific and emotional. Um, Shortly after uh, my relationship with Derek ended, um, I was traveling. And, you know, throughout that relationship, I was traveling a lot. um, So it was long distance. And I remember, where was I? I think I was in L.A. I was leaving Seattle, going to L.A., Um, and I was in the airport and just had like so much anxiety. And I remember like I called Vanessa and I was in the bathroom and I was just like bawling my eyes out. Mm. And I was like, it was a stressful flight and like just stressed out about being at the airport and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, airport, like she's pissing me off. And <laughs> she's like, Taylor, like you fly all the time. And I was like, yeah, but like, whoa, this is the first time I've traveled and, like, haven't been going, like, to New York to yeah. see Derek. Right. Um, and then, uh, oh, shit. Actually, no, I think it was actually when I went to GMA. It, w- it was going to New York, going to actually. New York, but going to New York in a very different context. For a very context. different reason, yeah. Different but reason 
I thought that it was just the airport and like the the struggle of of travel and everything that was like stimulating this reaction for me and all this anxiety. But really it was just the trigger to like this, all these emotions that I had felt over the last year of traveling, like and going to someone. Mm. Um, so it was like very interesting to reflect on where it was like, yeah, this this isn't actually about the airport. It's about all the all the emotions I've had with traveling right. and with uh, that relationship. So that could be a factor in, in in jealousy as well. Yeah. And in this in this situation, so there's a lot to. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to look at it to try to figure out what is really going on and what the best way to kind of navigate yeah. that. But man. you just always ask yourself why, why? Like I feel this way. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, and. Again, kind of talking about some emotions. Um, our last letter here that we'll go over um, is asking about irrational fears. Uh, she, this person says, how do I work through an irrational fear? This past summer, I developed a fear of heat. My fears are around having a heat stroke, heat exhaustion, etc. I used to tolerate being outdoors in the summer heat, even exercising in it. But this past summer, it kept me indoors a lot because I had a lot of incidents uh, where I felt too hot and out of it, and it scared me. How do I work through this fear? So first, again, like reality checking yourself. Um, To what extent is this reasonable? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you kind of had some scares, that makes sense that you'd start to be a little bit scared. But then to what extent um, you take that to completely avoiding the outdoors, you know, where this starts to become a really serious fear mm-hmm. um, could could be something to really look at. Um, and one thing I always want to encourage people to do, obviously, is to uh, seek help with a professional counselor. Um, and, you know, there's so many different ways you can do that. Um, and I know... Sometimes people like feel like they don't have the time uh, to actually go in and see a therapist, but there is a really great resource called BetterHelp uh, where you can actually connect with a professional counselor um, in a safe and private online environment where anything that you share is confidential and it's super convenient. Uh, you can actually get help on your own time, at your own pace. You can schedule secure video and phone sessions and you can chat and text with your therapist. Um, and if you're not happy with that person, you can always just request a new one at any time with no additional charge. Um, and honestly, best part of all of this is that for all of you, let's talk about it listeners, you can actually get 10% off your first month with the discount code Talk About It. I mean, I'll be writing in, writing us in letters. You know, what are you waiting for? You can literally start this today and uh, go to betterhelp.com slash talk about it. You just simply fill out a questionnaire to help them access your needs. And then you get matched with a counselor and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. So again, if you guys want to check that out, you can go to betterhelp.com slash talk about it. But I think it's always super important to take that step to reach out to someone to reality check yourself, to, mm-hmm. you know, just share what you're actually feeling and open up about that. You know, like you might be a little bit scared of like, oh, I think I have this like rational fear of like uh, going out in the heat, but like heat can also be really scary. Right. Often an irrational fear is based in some kind of rational fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm in this situation, I'm, I'm curious if there was... 
uh, you know, a, a an incident where maybe they were they they were overheated or they were in a confined space and mm-hmm. and, and, and something got hot and then and and, and and some inner part of their um their their, their psyche mm-hmm. got like scared and got threatened. Yeah. And then anytime something kind of similar happens, I think very very similar to what we were talking about before with the mm-hmm. emotion sometimes being just an expression of something from the past. Uh, something happens that just reminds us on some deep psychological level. Yeah. And then we go, oh, this is, this is something that I should avoid. And on one hand, I think fear is an incredibly powerful thing that we can use because it's, it's trying to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about, remember early on, we had that whole uh, conversation about like uh, in, in the car, like who's driving. Yeah. Who, how to give and who to give voice to, mm-hmm. and how to hear that fear, without always um, responding to it directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think in in this kind of situation, I think part of the fear is is maybe a little irrational because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's changing some of their day to day behaviors. Yeah. But I think maybe some of it is is based with in in some kind of rational place, and mm-hmm. and I think. Um, it might be might be really interesting to to try to break that down, yeah, and see where this are. Maybe maybe go to uh, betterhelp dot com slash talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Which I should probably do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. it's 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 always scary to take that first step, especially when like you're already kind of aware of something. And like with this writer and the other two writers that we've uh, answered so far of, you know, realizing that there might be something wrong and then actually taking that step to be like, Oh shit. Now I'm, am I going to really go deal with this now? Yeah. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that, that can be really scary. But again, I think when you're like, open and you share with at least one person in your life that you have that support and you have that encouragement um, that, that can really make like all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have one last letter to kind of go over. Um, Kit, you want to take it away with that one? Yeah. This one is addressed specifically to Taylor. She says, ah. hi, Taylor. I hope you're doing well. How very sweet. Doing well. I was wondering if you have any advice or tips to young people who would like to become therapists someday. I've always wanted to help people, and I always enjoy listening to what people have to say. I will be starting college this August, and am so excited to start the steps to become a great therapist. Thank you. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, First, congrats um, to, you know, starting college in the, well, I guess you would have just recently started. Um, cause it's now November. Oh yeah. So sure a little late to getting to your letter. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Um, but I do get this question a lot, like all the time, um, especially from other people entering into even their graduate programs. Uh, some people that are at Hopkins in the same program I was in, um, asking, you know, how I like the program and, just advice for people becoming therapists. Um, and always my biggest tip is self-care. Um, you know, I think we go into this field wanting to help other people, but can very quickly forget to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Brene Brown put it so wonderfully, uh, that, 
we like to categorize ourselves as people who help and people who need help, mm-hmm. but the reality is that we're both. Um, and, and, so, and all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're always in a place where it's like, I've got, I, I have something to give, but in order to have something to give, we also need mm-hmm. to have people in our life with which we have a relationship that we can receive from yes. as well. Yeah. And I mean, counselor burnout is a very, very real thing. And um, especially in community mental health, like the turnover rates with employees can be super uh, intense. Um, but I think starting off, like I did, wow, whoa, it's literally almost been a year since that too. My, um, I did a speech with Acton Minds, yeah. um, which has chapters and universities all throughout the U.S. Um, so definitely if you are going into college and you're interested in psychology or if you are not at all interested in psychology or entering a program related to it, but you're going to college, totally check out Active Minds um, and get involved in their programs. Uh, they actually have had like... Um, research studies done on their organization and how it's impacted uh, college campuses throughout the U.S. and that they're like, there's actual like evidential proof, you know, mm. that they are helping um, reduce the number of like suicides in um, college campuses and just creating a safe environment for students to, you know, discuss their mental health and get access to help. Um, so they are super awesome. But yeah, I did a speech with them last year in November. Um, and we kind of recapped a little bit of that in a very, very early episode Mm -hmm. of, uh, let's talk about it. And, um, a lot of what I talked about in that speech, which is also actually on YouTube, um, was not judging yourself as a young counselor. Um, you know, giving yourself some, grace and being compassionate with yourself that, you know, I think there's so many areas that people can judge you up against of like, well, like you're so young, you know, you just got out of college. Like what kind of real experience do you even have? You can't really help anyone. Like all those ridiculous things that people say, um, and you know, remaining confident in your ability to help people. Um, I know that was something that I struggled with, especially after the show was like, oh, all these people that have never worked with me and have never met me want to say that like, I can't be a good therapist, but like you have to remain confident in knowing your skills and Mm -hmm. knowing um, how you perform with clients and the rapport that you build and um, to, to just really kind of go at it as like human to human. Mm. I mean, you'll, you know, entering your program, you'll learn all about like what approach works best for you. But for me, I think the best rapport that I've developed with clients has been because I look at it as like, this is a human to human relationship. And yes, there is that like power uh, differential, but at the same time, like I'm treating this relationship as human to human. And And, and less like expert and, yeah. you know, minion or something like yeah. that. It's like yeah. huge extreme. Someone mm-hmm. that's supposed to know all the answers and someone that's completely messed up. And yeah. it's not, we're, it's, we're, we're both meeting in the middle all the time. Exactly. And like, they're going to learn things from me and I will always learn something from them. Yeah. Um, and that for me, you know, it's like, yeah, it's in some ways it is a two way street, you know, certainly you have those boundaries and all of that. Um, but it's. Don't forget to learn from your from your clients is is kind of what I would say, um, and don't forget to take care of yourself because that is so 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 important. Yeah. Um, well, good for her though for for having you know recognizing the abilities that she does have already instinctively mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah for and, even just pursuing it in the first place. Yeah, 
because um, it's 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 needed, and I think more and more people, like just in regular conversation, it's just becoming way and way way more normal for people to, um, to accept some kind of, of therapy in mm-hmm. as a normal part of yeah. just us all being human together, mm-hmm. and so good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and hopefully, hopefully we're doing some of that work here of making it easier <laughs> to it talk easier. about. Making it easier. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, another episode we could probably do is just like talking about therapy uh, and dating. That's always like one of the first questions I ask <laughs> within like, with at least within the first date, I, it's brought up of like, have you ever been in therapy? Oh, really? And just, I always even just gauge like the guy's reaction to even just me asking right, uh, and what their response is, you know, it's, it's interesting. Do you, so, so you're, you feel like you're able to learn a lot from them because if they're like, no way I would never, or you know, yeah. if, if they almost even feel offended of it versus mm-hmm. someone that's like, oh man, I, I, I did and I, or I am mm-hmm. and I, I, I did it for these reasons and these are, this is what I'm working on, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because to me, I just look at it as like, this is how I'm learning about you, mm-hmm. you know, and learning about, um, how you, how you handle life. Really? It's a way. <laughs> we have, we have our ways of doing it. We all have our own ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, we could keep going on and on and on. And this is what happens when, you know, we start off an episode with not much direction. <laughs> uh, just answer a few of your questions, read some of what you guys are dealing with in your life. And then here we are, like a little over 15 minutes later. And I could keep going for like another two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we've got a bunch of other letters that would spark interesting conversations. But no, this is, it's great to read these and, and kind of get um, get some of the thoughts of the various listeners. Yeah. Um, and again, like super love hearing from you guys, whether it's like a iTunes review or even just an email. Um, I do want to give a little reminder as we wrap up today, um, that it's okay to ask for help. Um, it's okay to rest. It's okay to like let go of things that are no longer serving you in your life. Um, and it's really okay to not be okay. Um, and to give yourself space for that, uh, judgment free, judgment free and going into the holidays, I think we'll definitely have, um, another episode kind of around that topic. And if not, then I'll definitely be talking about it on my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's going to need to be part of conversation just to get us all through it, but it'll be good for sure. We're going to learn a lot this year. Yes. Looking forward to it. Um, well, yeah. Happy like one year anniversary of podcast, I guess. No, it's awesome. <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm glad I kind of accidentally ended up on, on this one. It's a good, yeah. Good one now after on. this, I'm literally going to go back and like look at like exact <laughs> date and try to figure it out. <laughs> but, um, but thank you guys all for like listening and being a part of all of this. Um, I'm really glad that it, it helps and that it resonates with some of you and um, wouldn't want to be doing it if that weren't the case. So again, let me know what you guys want us to cover and what you want us to talk about and things that you want um, to see happen. Um, I would love to do a live podcast here in Seattle. So potentially get that rolling. Um, yeah. But again, you can email us at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And you can find Kit Bender on Insta at K-I-T-T-B-N-D-R. Kit Bender. Tamoka. But thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.
podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.